Hey, Inside the Mix podcast fans, I am Neon Shade. Please follow and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Official Neon Shade. I just released two new singles, Stereo Love and Locked Out. Both come with videos that I made as well. You are listening to Inside the Mix podcast, and here's your host, Mark Matthews. Hello and welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm Mark Matthews, your host, musician, producer, and mix and mastering engineer. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about your favorite synth music artists, music engineering and production, songwriting, and the music industry. I've been writing, producing, mixing, and mastering music for over 15 years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hey, folks, and welcome back to the Inside the Mix podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you are a returning listener, a big welcome back. Now, this episode is uh, is different to the usual episode, so we're not doing an interview. It's not a producer kickstart. But what it is, it's my top five Logic Pro X workflow tips. So these are tips. These are things, these are tools, techniques, tips that I use every day when I'm using Logic Pro. And what I've done with these tips is I've managed to improve my workflow and I can get in flow state a lot quicker. I love that phrase, flow state. I don't use that enough on the podcast. Um, so these tips, obviously it is for Logic Pro, but what I'm hoping is if you're not already using something similar in your own DAW is that you'll be able to recognize how these tips, these tools can help you and maybe you could go away and research how you could do the same in your door of choice. Um, so I'm not going to ramble anymore. I'm now going to show you my top five Logic Pro workflow tips. So let's dive in with number one. Okay, this is my first tip. Now this one, I don't know how I lived without this for so long. So I'm going to play this MIDI here and I'm starting just after bar six. And obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see I'm sort of halfway to a third through the MIDI note and you get this. You get nothing to begin with because it's not triggering halfway through the MIDI note. So you'd have to wait for it to cycle back around to play those notes. Now, I don't know how I'd live with this without this rather for so long. But in Logic Pro, if you go to File and then you go to Project Settings and then MIDI, a window will come up. And if you click on Chase, Notes, okay, so Chase and then Notes, you'll then be able to do this. Okay, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm halfway through to a third through a MIDI note and it triggers halfway through. It's amazing. I don't know how I live without this for so long. So if you want to hear MIDI notes halfway through a note, well, at any point during that MIDI note, go to File, Project Settings, well, you can go straight to MIDI rather than General, and then it's Chase, and then Notes, Sustained. And you'll be able to trigger a note halfway through or any at any point in a MIDI file. How I live without that for the, so long, I don't know. But that's number one. Okay, so this is tip number two. So this is more to do with sort of shortcuts, keyboard shortcuts. But in my workflow, when I'm editing, and this is particularly important when I'm editing the podcast, actually, is I like to use the selector tool and then my sort of option tool, my, my auxiliary tool, as it were, is the marquee tool, which I think that's transferable across most, well, certainly the selector one, anyway, across most DAWs. And um, I like to use that when I'm selecting audio and I'm cutting and editing and blah, blah, blah. But there is one keyboard shortcut that I don't know how, once again, I could probably say this quite a lot, you're going to get bored of it, but how I live without it. But there's a fade shortcut on the keyboard and it's control shift. And then you go to the top of the region, the audio region, drag, and it will create a fade for you. So you don't need to set the fade tool as the option tool. 
Okay, in Logic, you can just press Control and Shift and it will create a fade for you. In fact, if the fade's already there, you can see if you're watching this on YouTube, I can start to manipulate sort of the slope of the fade. But there we go, folks. So Control and Shift and then drag from the edge of the audio region and that shortcut will create a quick fade for you. And that has been instrumental in speeding up my podcast editing workflow. So give that a go. Okay, folks, so this is my third tip and this uses Logic Pro's advanced MIDI quantization feature. So I've got this chord here and it sounds like this. Okay, now one thing I didn't know you could do, or rather that Logic does until this moment is, if you select all the notes, um, in the piano roll at the top left, it actually tells you it's a B flat nine with a suspended four, um, which I, how I'd never noticed that before, I don't know, but there you go. It will actually tell you the chord that you've, uh, you've got there. Um, I must've been totally oblivious to that before. Anyway, that is not the tip. The tip is this, if you go over to the inspector and you click on more in the region area of the inspector for this particular MIDI uh, lane, this MIDI track, um, you've got Q velocity all the way down to Q strength. And we're going to look at Q flam. So what happens is if I go into positive values for the Q flam, you'll see it creates an ascending arpeggio and it sounds like this. Okay, if I go the other way and go into negative values, it creates a descending arpeggio like this. So once again, folks, really quick, you can quickly create a humanized feel or even arpeggio for your chords in Logic Pro in the inspector with the advanced MIDI quantization features. Give it a go. Okay, so my fourth workflow tip, and you'll see that a lot of these are MIDI orientated because I work with MIDI a lot when I'm songwriting. And this one's once again in the piano roll. And this time I've got this uh, piano pluck um, sort of sound, and it sounds like this. Probably less a piano, more just a synth, to be honest. Anyway, that's what it sounds like. And all the notes, uh, bar one, are the same size. But imagine I want all the notes to be the same size, or imagine you've got a lot of MIDI, and they're all of a different size. You've programmed something in, and they're not quite right. What you can do is, if you select all of the notes, and then if you press Option-Shift, and then drag one of those notes that you selected, it will resize them all to the same size. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see as I drag left and right, the MIDI notes are all changing to the same size. So really quick tip there. And there's actually one other one I want to throw in here. Um, and this is another one that I use all the time. So if you go to view, you can add note labels. And note labels are great when you're trying to deconstruct a chord. If you've just played something on the fly and you want to know what notes are there or you want to transpose it to guitar, or some sort of acoustic instrument, go to view in the piano roll and just turn on note labels. I always work with note labels. I turn them off previously purely for the uh, purpose of this demonstration. So there you go. That is the fourth tip. Okay, folks, so here's my fifth and final workflow tip. Now I use this when I'm auditioning sounds, notably with drums, to be honest, if I've got kick or snare, because what I'll do is when I'm songwriting, I'll just use um, a generic kick snare toms, whatever it may be, just so I can get the idea down. And then when I'm starting to mix or starting to evolve or develop the uh, composition a bit more, I'll do this. I'll go in the piano roll and I'll select all the notes. And then if I press Alt or Option and then Up, I can drag all of the MIDI notes up and down in the piano roll. So what I do is I'll play this back and then what I'll do is I'll move the notes up and down until I find the snare that I want or the sound that I want.
as you can see, obviously you'll have to have a sampler instrument set up with multiple samples in it, but you can quickly audition and you can just cycle through and just move it up, move it down until you find the sound that you want. So that is my fifth and final workflow tip. And having used all these tips this last year, put them all together, and there are more, there are more, but this is a short episode. I have managed to 10x my output in terms of songwriting. It's been uh, it's been a game changer. So give this fifth one a go. So there we go, folks. Those are my top five Logic Pro workflow tips. And hopefully you can see the benefit of using these tips, these tools. Uh, notably, they are mostly MIDI, but it significantly has improved my workflow in terms of songwriting. So hopefully you can take it and they transfer into your DAW of choice. Um, let me know. Let me know how you've got on. Maybe you haven't been able to find the answer. Unfortunately, I wouldn't know because Logic is my sort of door of choice, as, I, as I've mentioned. But I'd be intrigued to know if your DAW does something similar. If you are a Logic Pro user, I am actually putting together a five-week tutorial series. And this series, each week I'm going to drop a, a new video showing you how you can mix in Logic Pro, specifically with synth-based music. And it's only going to be using native plugins. If you're interested in this course, I'm trying to gauge interest as to whether or not there is an audience for it. Head over to www.insidethemixpodcast.podia.com forward slash free and register your interest for this five-week tutorial series. As I say, it is going to be mixing from the ground up using Logic Pro and only its plugins, no third-party plugins. Anyway, folks, what I'm going to do now is um, I'm going to play you this song. And uh, it's something I've been working on with a few others as a collab. And I'm going to play you the end here. So this is a uh, guitar solo added by Octogains. And there's also going to be vocals on this. But um, listen out for this. It's going to be off an up-and-coming EP of mine. And uh, this is the, uh, the outro of the first track of the uh, EP. Hi, I'm Chewy. I go by Chewy Beats and my favorite episode is 66 because it showed me a new approach of writing lyrics and yeah, I'll try that in my next one. Just a friendly reminder before you go, don't miss out on your free test master at Synth Music Mastering. Imagine enhancing your music with my dedicated commitment to quality and that personalized touch. And guess what? It's absolutely free of charge. To claim your free test master now at synthmusicmastering.com or click on the link in the episode description.